men's violence against women has been widely discussed in Sweden lately. Aftonbladet has covered this topic from many different angles. In this episode, I talked to their experienced crime reporter Linda Jertén about the power of journalism, about topics that are close to the reader's heart and which of her crime stories she will never ever forget. Linda, welcome to Shipstead Talks. Thank you very much. So for the last couple of weeks, Aftonbladet have put a lot of focus on men's violence against women. Could you explain the process in, in the editorial staff? What's it like when you when you start something big like that? What angles? How for how many times? How, how does it work? Well, it's kind of organic because we always put a lot of focus on men's violence against women. I just want to say that, first of all, because we have our reporter, Kerstin Weigel, who has for the last 12 years been looking at this subject. And uh, me and my colleagues, we also write a lot about these kind of things. But when we noticed that there was a lot of deadly violence in just a couple of weeks, we started to noticing kind of a trend. And uh, we thought it was very important to put light on the subject even more because there are kind of trends in what people look at. For a while, it was a lot of the gang criminality that everyone was looking at, but it's really good that we can put this light on the subject because it's such an important subject. We have morning meetings every morning uh, with our chief, Hannah Olson. She's good at uh, getting us reporters starting to uh, think about what's the big thing today. And yeah. almost everyone was agreeing that this was the thing we should look at right now. And then uh, our bosses starts to delegate the, the work. And for me, it was kind of natural to start trying to find cases because I have written a lot about this subject before. So I immediately started to trying to get people who can talk about how it is because people... The readers, they need to really see the violence and the consequences. So, I mean, you had the victims, the perpetrators, you had the politicians. You, for example, you interviewed our Attorney General, Morgan Johansson, about this topic, right? Yes. What did he have to say about it? Well, same as always, I think, because five years ago, uh, a woman named Lotta was beaten to death by her ex-boyfriend. And the, the violence in that case was so disturbing. It was one of the worst cases I have ever written about because she was really, really beaten to death. And uh, afterwards, the politicians, they went out and they said, now we're going to change everything. And we're going to have talks with women organizations and, and this shouldn't happen again. But now, five years later, they are still saying the same things. And I kind of got that impression from Morgan Johansson that no one really knows how to deal with this subject. And yeah. every time there's a peak in in this kind of uh, violence, we write more about it and the politicians are saying the same things. But still, Every year, the same amount of yeah. women are killed. So, uh, but isn't that this the thing with politicians? Though they're a bit populistic, they tend to go for the, the things that people care about. And the, but is this is this a question that has been down prioritized by politicians? Do you think, or or is it just hard? I think it's hard. It's really, really hard because it's a it's a crime that it often happens in the home where no one else can look in. Uh, so it's a kind of hidden. Crime. But I think it has been down-prioritized by the politicians, I think so, uh, because for a long time it was seen like a thing that, well, that's in the family. They can sort it out in the family. And I think we as a society also has a big responsibility because 
we have to look out for our neighbors and our if we hear something knock on the door if you see someone with a black eye try to ask why so i think we as a society has a really really big responsibility to take as well and ask them lot as well yes i mean media has a lot of power and those subjects that we as a as sweden's biggest paper puts light on i mean things can that can lead to change Uh, you were talking about statistics that is the same. You, correct me here if I'm wrong, but I read that last year 13 women were killed. Year before that, 16. Year before that, 22 uh, k- killed by a loved one or some, an ex. But now we had five killings in just a couple of weeks. Is this a coincidence or is it some sort of a new dark pattern? What, what, what do you think? I think it's a co- coincidence. And if you should, if if you would ask a scientist uh, about this, they would say that. It fluctuates, and that's normal. In an average, it's about 16 women every year that's killed by a a man they have or have had uh, a relationship with. But the peak right now is probably just a coincidence. I hope so, at least. So what what has been the the response from your readers? Oh, it's been kind of massive. A lot of emails, uh, a lot of people who share the same experiences as a lot of these women we have been writing about. Uh, This is a really, really big problem. I mean, there are so many women right now in this very second that that are being assaulted by the man they live with. Luckily, not all of those cases end up in murder. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, uh, the murders that we see. But It's a really, really big problem. And think about all those kids that are living in these kind of homes that has to see your mommy get gets hit by your daddy. I mean, it's a really it's big problem. Mm. Afterwards, also help to raise money, right, to different organizations that help women in need. Yeah, uh, I think we have collected so far half a million Swedish crowns, but we need a lot more. And the fact that not more money has been raised, I mean... That's um, it's kind of worrying, I think, that, I mean, it's it's really good with a half a million crowns, of course. I mean, that can make a lot of difference, but... You would have wanted more. Yes, of course, because this is such a big problem. And the half a million crowns, I mean, it's yeah, just... It doesn't a, really take you anywhere, no. to be honest. No. But is there a risk when you put a lot of focus on a topic like this, with, you know, in Swedish big newspaper, that, that other news are pushed away? That might be a risk, perhaps in those most intensive days uh, in the startup. But we're such a big paper. We have so many reporters. uh, So we can hold our thoughts at two places at the same time. You're an experienced crime journalist. Would you say that this this, uh, men's violence against women, is this the topic that's closest to to the reader's heart right now? Or is it the gang violence within the crime? Which one do we care most about? I think that this is the one that's closest to our reader's heart. I think so, because I, I don't think there there's one person out there that feels like, well, this is not a problem. That's great. Keep on hitting your wife. That's fine by me. I think everyone wants to see an end at this kind of problem. But the gang violence is perhaps that's affecting a lot of people, people who lives in those kind of areas where where the gangs have almost full control. I mean, they are influenced daily by by that kind of violence. But I can see in the mailbox that this subject, men's violence against uh, women, are, well, people are really engaged.
on a personal note, then uh, uh, this is my my question. I thought about this. You know, crime investigators, the police, they, they have an investigation that never goes away. You know, the teenager get, that got lost or something. But you, as a crime journalist, do you have a story that you never ever forget? Actually, I have a lot of stories that I never will forget. Uh, one of the first cases I covered for Aftonbladet as a crime reporter was uh, the Bobby case. Where the stepfather killed the, the little boy. Yes. Yeah, and that was the kind of torture that little boy had experienced under such a long time and and yeah. how all of the society just turned their eyes away. He must have felt so lonely and abandoned. And I can still think about him almost daily actually because now I have uh, my own kids and uh, I just can't some, sometimes some cases I just can't understand the evil behind them because I always want to try at least to understand I mean most most crimes you can see where oh, okay there you could have stepped in and you could have this might not have happened or you could you you can feel like okay I understand how this led to this but in that case, cases where where people are mean to kids, I, I, I can never forget them. So you're back at Aftonbladet. You were there for, before and then you went away for a while to Dagens Nyheter to work at the news as a news director, right? Yes. Could you c- compare this to the, the morning paper, the tabloid? How, what's it like working for these two editorial offices? Well, it wasn't quite the that big of a difference that I thought it would be because uh, at Dagens Nyheter as well as at Aftonbladet uh, it's news first. I mean, yeah. every, every all have the same focus but one of the things that makes it really great to work at Aftonbladet is the will to cooperate because when something big happens uh, everyone uh, puts their hands in and yeah. uh, the feeling when everyone is working against the same target that's... Yeah. Such a great feeling. And I also really, really like that Aftonbladet, the quickness. Uh, it's not like we, we, I mean, big decisions, they are really, really, uh, people are deliberating about them. It's not spontaneous, but the the quickness in in taking decisions, that's so, uh, I, I really like it. It's, it's a string. So I've, I've never worked in any of these, but I would have guessed that like in Aftonbladet, people scream more and the, the pulse is higher. Well, at Dagens Nyheter, you talk at a more moderate level. Well, that's that's correct, because when I started at Dagens Nyheter, I kind of felt that I had a really loud voice. Every time it was a push came, I was like, did you see? Uh, and they were like, shh, shh. But I really liked Dagens Nyheter as well. It's a really great paper, and I think... They have a lot of, to learn for, from Aftonbladet, and we also have some things to learn about, from them. So, uh, Could you give me one pro, pros and cons from the, from the two of them? Pros and cons with Aftonbladet, pros and cons with Dagens Nyheter. Well, one of the cons uh, with um, Dagens Nyheter is that they sometimes are a bit too slow. Uh, yeah. And they have a bit of a helicopter perspective. They uh, they should go closer to the people because yeah. that's one thing. But that isn't that the, the tabloids uh, thing to, to go close to the people? Yeah, it is. But I think that the morning papers has a lot to learn about that because uh, you can just look at the at what people really want to read. Uh, yeah. It's so obvious that as soon as you have a face and you have a, a person's story, that's yeah. more read than any other uh, authority true. story. So, I mean, and you should do both, but you really have to come closer. Uh, a pro with Dagens Nyheter 
I really like when Dagens Nyheter puts their foot down and like what really happened and they investigate for a long time and, and gives the full story on a thing on a subject that might have been really written about but yeah. then forgotten and I think Aftonbladet should we should be better to go back and what really happened okay this yeah. was the big subject a year ago but what really happened and what yeah. happened afterward and the big pro with Aftonbladet that made you come back to Aftonbladet and ships that I started at Aftonbladet when I was um, 21 years old it's my home it's my family so uh, i liked being a boss but being a reporter is the greatest it's, it's the greatest uh, job you can have meeting people or kind of people you perhaps never should have met in your daily life and being given given the honor to write their story i mean that's uh, it's a blessing thank you so much for coming to ships that talks thank you This podcast was brought to you by Shipstead Employee Branding Team. My name is Hugo Rienberg and producer was Jens Back.